Hello again. Boy, it's been a while since I've had a show. Uh, I took the month of October off. I'm in North Georgia, and the fall colors seem to overtake me every year, and I get out camping and hiking, and um, it's been a month since I had a show. But in that time, oh, also I'm flying solo today because of uh, my esteemed cohort and partner in crime, Adam Nussbaum, is not available, but he'll be here for the next one. Um, a word of uh, uh, where these things go out. If you ever see, uh, these things go to so many places that if you ever see uh, the numbers we post, you got to remember those are only partial because it goes to Facebook and YouTube and X or whatever Twitter is now and Instagram and on a newsletter and it goes to about 20 podcast places. So we generally get, I don't know, two to 5,000 hits a show, which isn't a lot, but you know, it ain't chopped liver either. So, and, and it's a hobby for me. I really enjoy it. In this case, I have sad news. Uh, the industry is mourning the loss of uh, a dear compadre by the name of Dom Famalaro. If you didn't know who Dom Famalaro was, you may not have known him from his uh, an extensive touring career or recording career. But what he was a true visionary in was education. And uh, before we get to that, I must say that Dom was a force of nature for drums, drumming, and drummers, and was the most positive, uplifting cat you'd ever want to meet. You know, I used to go to all the trade shows when I had my cymbal company, and I always run into him, and he always had a smile on his face, always was so enthusiastic about drumming, and it was so infectious, he was known as the global ambassador for drumming, which indeed he was. But he was also a pioneer in uh, before the pandemic, before all the Zoom meetings, before all that stuff. He was instrumental in starting up the uh, online drum lesson thing. And he had an extensive studio with cameras and mixers. And he was totally together on that and had students from all over the world. So uh, he passed recently after bout with cancer. And, and we all miss him collectively. And I wanted to do a little tribute to him. New from Bopworks, it's the Stick Station. Stick Station attaches easily to any rim and makes quick work of changing from sticks to brushes. Stick Station is available at bopworks.net and from fine percussion retailers. So it occurred to me, I remembered that he had been on my show very graciously, and uh, he did a, told a story about his mentor, Jim Chapin. It's a very poignant story. And I even included it in a, uh, sometimes I would issue drum stories, they were called, that were excerpts from some of the interviews, six or seven minutes. And I have one from Dom relating this story about Jim Chapin. And uh, I want you to remember that everything he says about Jim Chapin could be said about Dom in that uh, he was that enthusiastic, uh, uh, just a supporter of drums and across the board globally. And so the story is very poignant, and it ended up to me as though he were delivering uh, uh, his own notes, his own eulogy, uh, well before the fact. And so I'll let the story speak for itself. Watch that, and I'll come back afterwards and fill in a few blanks. Here's Dom. Fantastic to think of the memories of some great people that came before us. And as we say, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Standing on the shoulders of giants, this becomes a huge responsibility for all of us to do because 
there were these great people that came before us. One of the gentlemen that is a big mentor in my life was Jim Chapin. Jim Chapin was a tall man with an incredible force of nature of energy towards the power of drumming. And of course, having been a probably the top student of Sanford Moeller and carrying on that technique and that movement of how Jim played so well was an incredible quality of his life. But Jim always thought of himself as a constant student. This really was what the message was for me to stand on the shoulders of these giants, the constant student. So as Jim got older, he moved down to a, a hospice facility in Fort Myers, Florida. And when he moved down there, it was kind of difficult to see him, but then all of a sudden there was a flight that opened up here on Long Island from Islip Airport to Fort Myers. And it was a very inexpensive flight, so I would fly down once a week, sometimes twice a week, just to see Jim and spend some time with him. And I could see slowly he was slowly fading as he got older. Jim was 89, but he had this incredible desire to constantly learn and to constantly practice. So as I'm flying back and forth each week and I'm going back and forth and back and forth and I'd see him and sometimes I'd spend a few hours there and when I saw he got too tired, I got back into my rental car, went back to the airport in Fort Myers, hopped on a flight, came back to Long Island, grabbed my car, picked it up. So it was always a, a crazy journey, but it was well worth the memories that I have from seeing Jim at this part of his life. One of the points I get there, it was July 3rd of 2009. <clears throat> now, what was interesting about this is that I flew down, and as I got down to the Fort Myers Hospital, I walked into the lobby, and there was the doctor that had been working with Jim, and he saw me come in, and he had known me now for me coming by for, for almost a year in and out. And as I walked in, he said, Dom, I'm glad you're here. <clears throat> it really is kind of sad. Jim, is, Jim hasn't got much time. He's really, really getting weak, and his vital signs are down, so there isn't much time at all. He said, this, this really is getting close to the end. I went, oh, man. I know that's that's what we knew was going to come. So I said, well, I'm going to go up there and see him anyway and see how he's doing. So the doctor said, let me come up there with you. So we both kind of get in the elevator and we're kind of quiet. And I'm just kind of thinking in my own thoughts that I'm contemplating all my memories with Jim. And when the elevator door opens up, I hear a practice pad being played. And I mean ferociously. Playing row, 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 row. And I hear this down from the hall. So I turn to the doctor and I said, boy, there must be a student in here of Jim's that is just next to him playing. That'll be a beautiful sight to see. We walk into the room, and as we walk into the room, both of us stop. It's Jim sitting up in his bed with a pad on his lap, playing ferociously. He is playing high strokes and playing and left-hand stuff, and he's playing and he's playing these roles. It's incredible. So I hit the doctor on the shoulder and I said, this is a guy that's close to death? I said, this is incredible. He sounds fantastic. I wish my hands we're half that good at his age at 89. So I walked over to Jim, and as I always did with Jim, I would kiss him on the forehead to say hello. I said, Jim, great to see you. And I used to call him Forbes. His name was James Forbes Chapin. Many years ago, the early 1900s, your middle name became the maiden name of your mother. So Forbes was his mother's maiden name. So his name was James Forbes Chapin. So I like to always call him Forbes. And he called me fam. I don't know why he called me fam. We go in there and I kiss him on the forehead. They said, Jim, what are you doing? And he looked at me. He said, I'm practicing. And you know, my left hand is getting better. I can feel it. Just that commitment and that passion of his desire to push himself was so incredible. We sat and we talked. We played a little on the pad. We talked for about an hour to an hour and a half. I saw he was getting tired. I kissed him back on the forehead. And I said, listen, Jim, 
we're planning a 90th birthday party. You got two weeks before you hit 90. Actually, we're going to come back. I spoke to Don Lombardi from DW Drums and John Good. They're all going to come in. Andy Zildjian from Sabian Symbols. We're all going to fly into Fort Myers. We're going to have a great 90th party for you. This will be fantastic. And Jim looked at me and said, you know, fam, I love you. Keep it going. I said, Jim, I love you too. I kissed him on the forehead and I left. I go back to my car, rental car, back to the airport, fly back home. I get back home. And it was just an incredible impact of Jim, of having him in my memories. Well, the next morning, I had gotten the phone call from that same doctor that said Jim had passed away. And Jim passed away on July 4th, which was an interesting day because Jim Chapin, he wrote this book, Advanced Techniques for the Modern Drummer. And this book was written in 1948. And because it was a book about independence, we used to call Jim the father of independence. The father of independence. I cannot believe the father of independence died on America's Independence Day. The timing was perfect and interesting enough, I had asked Jim many years earlier who his favorite writers were. And the two writers who he said to me were Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. And I said, Jim, of all the great writers that are in the world, you choose Thomas Jefferson and John Adams? He said, yes, because they composed documents both in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that have lasted the length of time. And I feel my book, I'm amazed that it's still going strong from when I wrote it in 1948 to now. So those were his two favorite writers. I found out a couple of days later that both Thomas Jefferson and John Adams also passed away on July 4th. The same day, they were just a few hours apart. Jim led his way to leave this place to go spend time with his two favorite writers because in the American Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, and of course, Jim Chapin's book, there are documents that will be with us forever that is the power of a great man and a legend. And those are the people of the shoulders we need to stand on. Make sure you're doing the research of who came before us and stand on every great shoulder you can. And that will bring out the greatness in you. Thanks so much. All right. It's taken me a few weeks to get it together to, to do this show. But uh, I think you'll agree it's a poignant story. And I want to remind you that everything he says about Jim, I have a quote here, Jim Chapin, a force of nature for the power of drumming. And certainly you would describe Dom that way. So to me, in a way, he's in that piece, there's part of a eulogy for him as well. Uh, he talks about uh, the continual student, Standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, I don't think I can add anything that would improve upon what, what Dom said. You can see how eloquent he was and how enthusiastic he was. It just came through even in that little piece. So um, all I can say is, is, Dom, you're now one of the pairs of shoulders future drummers will stand on. And we miss you. We loved you. And I think that would make him smile. So I'm going to let it go there. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time on Drummer Nation.